It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Odyssey's 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast. I am Brian Rennick. I am joined by the inimitable Al Sacco, our buddy Zane Nackvi, on assignment, not here today. Uh, so it's just Al and I, but uh, Al, we're here. We want to take a look at some of the uh, the big news coming out of Santa Clara. Uh, the big news really today, the 49ers have found the replacement for D'Amico Ryans. And then we're going to touch a little bit on some free agency and things like that. But um, first, first thought, Steve Wilkes, uh, former Arizona Cardinals head coach, former Panthers interim head coach, uh, hired today by the 49ers to take over as defensive coordinator, uh, with D'Amico Ryan's moving on to Houston uh, to be their head coach. Uh, what are your initial thoughts uh, on the hire of Steve Wilkes? I mean, I liked it. You're talking about a guy with head coach experience. You're talking about a guy who's who's well respected in the NFL, a player's coach, and is going to come in and still, you know, the emphasis is going to be on, on the D line and coverage, and it's it's going to be the same thing that Kyle Shanahan wanted, right? They're going to stay consistent. I'm looking at Wilkes and. You know, I tried to go to school on him a little bit because I I didn't know a ton about him. You know, he's been around the NFL, so I know. And we were talking about this off the air. His background's a little interesting in the sense that he hasn't called plays a lot, right? When you when you look at where he is, so he he was a DB's coach with the Bears, 2006-2008. DB's coach with the Chargers, 2009 through 2011. Then he was in Carolina for a while. He was just a DB's coach in 2012-2014, and then the DB's coach and assistant head coach in 2015 and 2016 and his first year Brian is really a coordinator was in 2017 with that Carolina team and that was his his best year as a coordinator as well so that Carolina team that was pretty good defensively so um they were 11th in the league in points allowed seventh in yards that year they had 50 sacks which was third best Mario Addison and Julius Peppers each had 11 Luke Keekley was a first team all pro that year they had Thomas Davis they they had a good really good um defense that year and then that kind of got him into where i guess it, it did catapult him into his head coaching job with the cardinals yeah he was one and done the defense that year and look cardinals didn't have a ton of talent but 26th in points 20 in yards and then in 2019 he's the defensive coordinator for cleveland 20th in points 22nd in yards in 2020 freddie kitchens by the way that was that was Freddie Kitchens' year. It was a Freddie Kitchens season, was it? Yeah. What there's yeah. I forgot about Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in 2020, I guess he was he didn't coach. It doesn't look like that. Yeah, was he took a year off. Year off, and then 2021, he was with Missouri as a defensive yep. coordinator, and then he goes to yep. Carolina as the DC again this year. Matt Rule loses his job, and he comes in and he does a, a great job as the head coach. Gets them to six and six. Or he was, they were six and six under him. And look, they had some fluky things happen. DJ Moore taking his helmet off and getting the penalty. They could have been seven and five. They could have won the division. He did a really nice job. And to me, that speaks to his leadership and how the players respond to him. And I know um, I saw Brian Burns had some nice things to say about him. I think I think it's a really good hire. I think he's an experienced guy and he's somebody that I think could be around for a few years for the defense. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, uh, he actually wasn't hired in Carolina to be the D.C. He wasn't the D.C. this year. Um, he was. Oh, I was the, wrong on that? Really? Yeah, no, he he was hired as passing game coordinator. Phil Snow was the defensive coordinator. Oh. He's, the guy that, he's the guy that Matt Rule brought in for the whole time. He got fired along with Rule. 
Um, and then Wilkes took over as assistant head coach, but was never the the defensive play caller. He elevated another, the guy that, and it was their run game coordinator, right? Where, you know, they specialize on, on both sides of the ball now, right? The 49ers, you know, we famously, Mike McDaniel was, was in charge of the run game. Mike LaFleur was in charge of the passing game. And then, you know, it switched this year. Bobby Slowick was the passing game coordinator. But sometimes you get that on the defensive side as well, uh, in, including Joe Woods, right? When Joe Woods came in with with uh, Sala, that was his role. He does, was secondary and uh, passing game coordinator. So that's what Wilkes came in. Wilkes essentially came back to Carolina and and went back to the role that, that he had for the majority, like the longest stint in his career was that stint in Carolina with um, – uh, Ron Rivera, where again, he was the defensive backs coach for it looks like five or yeah, five seasons. And then yep. that defensive coordinator and then got elevated. So yeah, as a play caller, as a defensive play caller, uh, it's really just those two, th- those two years outside of the, his experience in the college ranks at Missouri. And that's where, it, that's where to me, um, somebody, I think it was, uh, Levin black who hosts a show with, with stats, Rob Guerrero, uh, formerly of uh, Niners Nation, and uh, basically he kind of he 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 kind of laid out Robert Sala right when he came on his his biggest strong suit was as a leader of men and as a play caller he grew into that role because he'd never done it before uh, with D'Amico Ryan's it feels like they just kind of lucked out where they had both a leader of men and an, a tremendous play caller. Mm-hmm. And now they're coming back a little bit to that Robert Solomon. And you said it earlier as a leader of men feels like Steve Wilkes. There's not many guys that, that are out there that, that I think you could say that about in terms of who was available in, in this, in this cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. But when he was a play caller, and I guess you could, you could really say that he was probably the defensive play caller. Uh, in Arizona. I don't know what that situation was as a defensive head coach, Um, but uh, what he does or what he, as a play caller, he, he, he specializes in a a four, three base, right? A four, three front, which fits the, the 49ers personnel. But the one thing that he has that I think is, is now an upgrade over Sala and, and Ryan's right. Sala and Ryan's were both linebackers coaches, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, that was Sala's bread and butter. That's what he did in Seattle. That's what he was doing in Jacksonville when, when Shanahan hired him. And then D'Amico Ryan's obviously the only coaching experience he, ha- he has with the 49ers started as quality control and then moved up from there, which I was listening to, uh, the athletic football show with Nate Tice and, and Robert Mays. And they were talking about D'Amico Ryan's and, and Nate Tice specifically, obviously Nate Tice, his, his dad is, um, I do this every time. Uh, my, I had a cousin who had a friend named Rob Tice, and I want to call uh, <laughs> Mike Tice Rob Tice every time. So Mike Tice. So Nate Tice is Mike Tice's son. Uh, Mike Tice, longtime offensive uh, lines coach, line coach, uh, Vikings head coach, whatever. He was talking about how the the quality control. You always hear that that term in terms of the coaching staff, and think it's just like a a real lowly role when in reality it's a role that that a lot of ex-players don't get because it's very detail oriented um it's very it's very important role and so the fact that D'Amico Ryan's his first job was quality control really spoke to just his his uh work ethic his his outlook his smarts all of that and so you know D'Amico Ryan's 
elite play caller and motive, uh, you know, and leader of men. And now we're back to Steve Wilkes. But what Steve Wilkes has is a lot of experience in the secondary, a lot of experience as a DB coach, which has often been kind of the, the, the weak point of this 49ers defense. So it will be interesting to see, you know, now you have a play caller with, with experience in, in terms of, of being a passing game coordinator, um, being, you know, a secondary coach. And so uh, I'm excited to see kind of what, how that transforms that side, because you got the D line with Chris Kasurik. He's not going anywhere. Uh, that's been reported. I imagine he's probably huge. getting a pay bump. Um, and so, you know, really it's that linebackers core, right. Where, where the hole might be, but that's already, you know, that is already, you've got an all pro there. You've got an all pro in Fred Warner and, and you've got a, a great player in Dre Greenlaw. And so hopefully they'll, they'll find somebody, you know, to, to fill that, to fill that spot. But, um, now you've got a guy who, who has a lot of experience in the secondary. And so I think that's definitely, a an upgrade, if you will, for this defense, will this defense be as good? There's a lot of factors that are going to go into that, and, and yeah. we'll get into them later because a lot of the a lot of the free agents that the 49ers have are on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, so there's definitely going to be some departures, which may change things. But you know, I, I definitely think that you know bringing bringing Wilkes in will at least still give them what I am I would imagine will probably be a top ten defense just based on talent alone. Yeah, it, it struck me as a win-now move because Salah was a first-time defensive coordinator. Ryan's was a first-time defensive coordinator. And Shanahan yeah. does like to promote with, from within, and I thought there were some possibilities there. But you bring in Wilkes, the Niners are ready to win now. The window's open now. I totally get it, and I, I, I do think it's, it's it's a very good hire for them. And you mentioned Chris Kosurik. That's that's a huge person to retain. I remember you know Jim, Jim Tom Sula takes a lot of heat now because of his head coaching stint. Yes. which was largely kind of a disaster, but he was a terrific D-line coach. And I remember yeah. always thinking going in that like, Hey, the D-line is going to be okay. Cause I know Tom Sula is going to coach him up. I feel the same way about Viserik where mm-hmm. I, I know the D-line is going to at least be okay because you, you have that guy there. So I thought that was huge to retain him. You know, there were some whispers. He might've got a defensive coordinator spot somewhere else or something like that, but I, I thought it was huge to do that. So it's a good move, bro. I mean, you got to be happy yeah. with it. And I think a lot of people, Brian, are worried that is Wilkes going to be a head coach in a couple of years. Well, one, if that happens, great, because that means the defense was great for two years. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. He's had a couple shots. Maybe if the defense is good, he will get more shots. You would think that tends to happen. But I feel like he's going to be there for a few years. And I assume Kyle is going to be there for, for a few years. So there should be some continuity for at least the next three-ish seasons, I would, I would hope. Yeah, you know, obviously Wilkes still wants to be a head coach in this league. And that makes sense. You know, that's, that's probably the goal of, of most coaches in this league, not all, but most, um, but he's also 53 years old and, you know, he, he had the player support in Carolina and, and he really did a great job. I mean, he, he did a better this season than, than Matt rule did. And it, it seems like Carolina didn't even really give, give him an opportunity. I know that he, he, uh, he interviewed, but it, it never seemed like he was in the running. And so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was, you know, I said it on, on our, on our last show. One of the reasons why I liked the idea of a Vic Fangio was because I don't think that he's going to get another head coaching position just based on his age and, and the way that it mm-hmm. went in Denver. And so, you know, I don't want to every two years have to figure out, all right, who's the next defensive coordinator. And, you know, the, and and we said it in the last show as well. 
Kyle Shanahan deserves the benefit of that when it comes to coaching hires. He has really knocked it out of the park with yep. every hire that he's that he's made. And so in that regard, you know, just on its face, I have to go, well, this is probably going to be a good hire because that's what Kyle Shanahan does. He hires good people. Um, and, and I think that this is uh, it's just like I said, it is interesting that, again, he doesn't have uh, at least the resume that some of the other um, candidates did, mainly Vic Fangio. Um, but you know, uh, Robert Sala didn't have any play calling experience, neither did Miko Ryans. And mm -hmm. we know how that turned out. So, you know, I think, I think this team, uh, has a commitment to, uh, stocking the defensive side with, with as much talent as possible. And they've proven that they can do that. And so I think as long as that, that talent continues to be on that side of the ball, I think whoever is the defensive play caller will be just fine.